Hi, good morning and welcome back uh, to our online SIBKL service. We thank you for joining us uh, even this morning. We are into our overcoming series and yesterday, Pastor Chu delivered a wonderful sermon on overcoming challenges. But today in this third service, we will be addressing a not so popular topic of suffering. We all go through suffering whether we like it or not. And the very first lesson we learned about suffering is that it is related to pain. Suffering is painful and we don't like it. I've yet to meet a person who loves to suffer and volunteers himself or herself to suffer for another person. So C.S. Lewis has this to say, God whispers in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. So God really knows what we are going through and He shouts in our pain. So dear brothers and sisters, even as we go through whatever suffering that we are going through right now, remember that God shouts in our pain. The pain of suffering is the consequence of sin entering our world right at the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. When sin entered the world, the woman has to suffer increased pain during childbirth. And we read about this in Genesis 3 verse 16. And for the man, by the sweat of his brow, he will eat his food until we return to the ground and become dust again. And we read this in Genesis 3.19. So all of life is pain and suffering. So the question for us this morning is, how do we as believers in Jesus Christ process our suffering and pain? How do we overcome it? So before we go there, let's spend some time to process why suffering is needful and essential for us despite its pain. As Christians, we are connected to suffering in a unique way because Jesus as our leader and great shepherd, he is called a man of suffering. And we read this in Isaiah 53 uh, that you can see on your screen reading from verse 3. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. So truly, even the Lord himself is called 
a man of suffering. So let us now process this topic of suffering and see why suffering is needful and essential despite its pain. Number one, suffering uh, is a process to strengthen our faith. And we read this in James chapter 1, reading from verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And in the TPT or the Passion Translation, uh, I, I really love this translation. Let's read it together. Uh, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Amen. So one of the reasons for suffering, it is a process to strengthen our faith. So all of suffering is connected to a process of revealing or testing true faith. Trials are a test to show where our faith really is at. Is it strong? Is it able to handle storms? Or is it weak? It, it is showing how much we trust God and how deep are our foundations. Suffering reveals the quality and depth of our faith. Next, it is a process to refine our character. And this is what uh, suffering does for us. It refines our character. And we read this in Romans 5 verse 3 to 4. Uh, let me read from the TPT version again. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our precious will develop in us patient endurance and patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. Amen. So, uh, dear friends, truly, uh, this process of suffering, it is to refine our character. So imagine if you are being born uh, with a silver spoon in your mouth, uh, you have not known suffering at all, uh, I can guarantee you 100% that you will remain a softy. You will not uh, be able to withstand the storms of life because you have not gone through suffering and it has not refined your character. And the third point uh, with regards to suffering, it is a process 
for us to be more and more like Jesus in his sufferings. And we read this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, it says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, that means as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 didn't say that as Jesus was or as what Jesus will be, but it is as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So when we go through suffering, it is a process for us to be more and more like Jesus, even in his suffering. So uh, just to recap these three points, suffering allows us to share in the sufferings of Christ and it is a process of walking with Jesus in order to be more like Jesus in faith, in hope, in love, and in character. So the primary aim of suffering is to draw us to Christ, to know, uh, to the place of desperation, uh, that we are more dependent on Him and we come to Jesus in prayer. Amen? So uh, another look at suffering, and this is from the viewpoint of God and Satan. So what is the difference between Satan's aim of suffering and God's aim of suffering? Well, Satan's aim of suffering, as you can see in your screen on the left-hand side, Satan wants to detach us from God to focus on our sufferings and problems, whereas God's aim about suffering is to detach us from the world and for us to focus on Him and on His Word. Another aim of Satan uh, with regards to suffering, he wants to weaken your faith in God so that you will be like Job's wife asking Job to curse God and die. And you can read about this in Job chapter 2, verse 9. Whereas God's aim for suffering is to strengthen your faith in God that we will become an overcomer. And the last but not least uh, aim of Satan is to kill, steal, and destroy you if he can. But God's aim of suffering is to build faith, increase hope, and to deepen your love to bring Him glory. Hallelujah! So God uses our pain, our sickness, our suffering, our loss in ways that we can never ever imagine. And that is to serve His purposes in mysterious 
but also in majestic ways that we will bring Him glory at the end. Our suffering is not worthless or pointless, but it is working for us in ways that we could not yet see as we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. So let's read this together. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So the Apostle Paul, when he wrote uh, to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, with regards to suffering, he said that it is light and momentary. That means it lasts only for a while. And when we compare that with the eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So here in this diagram, you will see that suffering is light and momentary, but the glory is a weighty thing and it far outweighs suffering and it lasts for all eternity. Amen? So uh, don't uh, be bogged down and weary with regards to suffering because there is a time limit to your suffering. And here the Apostle Paul says that it is light and momentary. So suffering is our path to glory. It puts an inner contentment and even a sweetness to our suffering. It gives you a sweet satisfaction of knowing that God has trusted you to walk this path so that others might see His glory provided we too suffer that we may also be glorified in Him. So the question that begs an answer for us this morning is, how do we overcome the despair of suffering and what handles are there to help us? Well, uh, in the next slide, you will see that truly there are handles that are there in the Bible to help us and there are also uh, lessons that we can learn that truly even as we go through suffering, we are not alone and God is there with us and helping us. So how do we overcome our suffering? We overcome the despair of today's suffering with the assurance of tomorrow's glory. Let me repeat this again. We overcome the despair of today's suffering with the assurance of tomorrow's glory. So let us now look at some handles to help us navigate through our suffering from Romans chapter 8 under these three headings. Number one, our hope in suffering. Number two, our help in suffering. And number three, our assurance in suffering. So number one, our hope 
in suffering. Let's read Romans 8, starting from verse 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Amen. So, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope, we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have, but we hope for what we do not yet have, and we wait for it patiently. So our hope in suffering is that we know that suffering in this world will end in the restoration and the glory that will be revealed in us our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. I don't know about you, but when I look at my own body right now, I'm not too happy with my own body. I'm waiting for the redemption of my body where I can pass through walls and I could possibly fly like Superman. So I don't know about you, but I am truly looking forward to the day for our adoption to sonship and the redemption of our bodies. And the second handle to help us overcome suffering is that we have help even in the midst of our suffering. And we read this in Romans 8.26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those He predestined, He also called. Those He called, He also justified and those he justified, he also glorified. So, in this help, uh, even in the midst of our suffering, number one, God sees your pain. You are not alone. The Holy Spirit is given to us and he is there to help us even in the midst of our suffering. 
And number two, God is sovereign and He is still in control. Despite the MCO, despite the economic downturn, God is sovereign, He is in control and He works for our good according to His purpose. And number three, your pain is not wasted or beyond redemption. We are being conformed to His Son's image. We are called, we are justified, and we are glorified. Amen? So, yield to God, my brothers and sisters, to be transformed and to produce the fruit of becoming more and more like Jesus. For truly, from glory to glory, He is changing me. Uh, and this brings to mind uh, a very old Sunday school song, uh, which goes something like this, From glory to glory, He's changing me. He's changing me. So the Lord is always changing us from glory to glory, that even as we yield to Him, we will be transformed and we will produce the fruit of becoming more and more like Jesus. Amen. So, in summary, uh, under our help in suffering, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us to become more like Jesus even through our suffering. And last but not least, uh, the third point or the third handle uh, in the midst of our suffering, we have this assurance in Him even in suffering. And we read this in Romans 8 verse 31 onwards. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us, how will He not also, along with Him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors in Christ. Amen. So the assurance in suffering that we have is there is no condemnation and there is no separation from God for those who are in Christ Jesus. So your suffering is not a punishment from God. Remember that your suffering is not a punishment from God. So if anyone tell you, oh, you're suffering now because God punished you, that is a lie. And we read in this verse, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us 
from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So in all these things, including our sufferings, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. Amen. So type in the chat uh, room online, uh, type Amen, and I want to see hundreds and hundreds of Amen that truly even in the midst of our suffering, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. So the assurance that we have even in our suffering, we know that God's love at the cross guarantees our victory. So for us, dear brothers and sisters, even this morning as you have listened to this sermon, we fight from a position of victory. And this assurance that we have even in the midst of our suffering, we know that Jesus went all the way to the cross of Calvary and His cross guarantees our victory. So we have this uh, victorious life in Him and we need not suffer alone, but Jesus is there with us and for us even in the midst of whatever that we are going through. So my dear brothers and sisters, even as you have listened to this sermon this morning, I do not know what you are going through right now. Uh, I may not be able to empathize with you because all of us go through different levels of suffering. We go through different levels of pain. But whatever that you're going through right now, let me assure you that God is there with us and for us, that you are never alone, even in your suffering. That even as we have read from Romans chapter 8, that truly He is there uh, upholding us with His victorious right hand. And we are more than conquerors because we believe in Him. He's there with us, upholding us and journeying with us even through our suffering. So let me just uh, pray for you all, uh, even uh, as the worship team uh, will close with a song. But before that, before we close in worship, let me just pray a prayer of blessing to each one of us tuned into this online service and may the Lord truly speak to you even through this sermon. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, even for these dear brothers and sisters who are tuned in to this online service. Father God, I really do not know what they are going through, uh, even in this season of their life individually, but you know, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that even as they've listened to this sermon, I pray, Lord, that you will give them the assurance that you are there with them, that the Holy Spirit will be strengthening them even in their points of weakness, even as they go through pain and suffering, O Lord, they are never alone. So I pray and I speak a blessing over my brothers and sisters that truly, O Lord, you will uphold them uh, on eagle's wings, O Lord. You will carry them on your wings that even as they take refuge 
under the shelter of the Almighty Lord. I pray, Lord, that no harm and no danger will come near their doorstep, Lord, that whatever suffering that they're going through right now, may they be assured that you are there with them, upholding them with your victorious right hand. So I speak a blessing right now that even as we close this meeting uh, with worship, that even as we raise the name of Jesus, that you will truly draw multitudes upon yourself. And I pray, Lord, that you will bless my brothers and my sisters, that truly, Lord, uh, the following week will be a wonderful week for all of us. We thank you. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us in our online service. So if you require prayers, uh, we have an online uh, prayer room that you can log into. And if you're new to us, your first time joining us online, uh, we would like to get to know you too. Uh, there will be a link uh, at the bottom of your screen right now. Uh, do connect with us and we would like to see you uh, again and again, uh, even in our online service. So until we meet again, uh, let's uh, join the worship team, uh, even in closing this service uh, with worshipping God yet once again. Hallelujah. Thank you and I'll see you.